Today's shir, Lili Nishmas, Imi, Ruspas Mordechai. Maybe I'll move this over slightly. Hold on, so we can see the... Okay, that's better. Uh, today's shir is sponsored by Noam's mom, Mrs. Fix. Lili Nishmas, Chaim ben Nechemio ve-Yosef. Nechama ve-Yosef, sorry. Nechama ve-Yosef. Um, we're in the bedroom. Sometimes you got to learn to in the bedroom. Sometimes you're in a bismedrush. Um, quick email. I know it's Erev Shabbos, Erev Yontif. This is, I'm going to just say the first words. You're going to know who it's from. Admar Stefanski. You know what? I got to turn on the air conditioner here. Hold on a second. Well, let's get through the email first. I joined the full shir on Shabbos. Chavdal or so. Once I got caught up, I went back to watch from Shabbos the days through Chavdal even though I had already done them with another Daf Yomi Shir. Once I finished Shabbos completely, I went back to Brachas. I wanted to get the full MDY Admar Eli Shas experience. Sadmar, as you all know, that's Harry Shalom from Los Angeles. Today I watched Daf Ches and Brachas, and on the last line of Omer Aleph comes up the topic of Shnai Mikra. It's a beautiful thing he says here. I started last year after Simchas Torah, and this is Nagel. Because it happens every year. Many people start Shnai Mikra of Atatarium on Simchas Torah. Bracious. You start Bracious. And it's a very difficult parish. It's a long parish. And if you want to do it with Rashi, forget about it. And by the time Noah comes along, Noah and everything. Eh. So I'm giving you, I see Harry Shalom is on. Beautiful. Harry Shalom. You should have a bracha. This is the way to do it. Exactly like you did it. And he says like this. But I fell off the bandwagon when I started doing the daf. I was planning to start again next week when we started Sefer Bereshis. But after hearing that, whatever he heard on Daf Ches and Brachas, I heard a voice in my head tell me, it's not about the Shnai Mikra, it's about the Yoimi. Because that, I guess that's what we're discussing. The same concept of it's not about the Daf, it's about the Yoimi. Same thing applies to Shnai Mikra and anything else in life. I started today in the middle of the parasha on the fourth Aliyah. Way to go. I'm very proud of you, Harry. Seriously. That's the way to do it. You are going to see Hatzlocha. You're going to finish Nine Mikra because you started in the middle of Parsha. You weren't a perfectionist. Those who wait for Bereshis, their chances are very slim. If you start today when you have inspiration, that's when you go. You don't start the diet next month after the wedding. You start the diet today. Thank you for always inspiring me to be a better yid, take on the extra mitzvah, and serve my creator a little better. The picture of you wearing Yisrael G Strangle absolutely made my year. Geshmak, I was laughing so hard, I woke up with my baby. Baruch Hashem, she's sleeping now. Hashem, this year will be full of bracha, learning, and laughter for me and MDY and all the clients. So much love, gratitude. I'm sorry, I have to apologize. I'm going to turn on the air conditioner. Take me ten seconds. One second. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, sorry. Uh, somebody just do me a favor. I don't know if YouTube is on or not on. Somebody just, can you monitor that YouTube thing? You guys are schmoozing between yourselves still? Anybody on YouTube? Nobody? Okay. Today, Rabbi Sai is Daf Samach Gimel. Uncle Phil, I don't hear you. Hold on. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> Zoom, I know. What about YouTube? Okay, YouTube is on. Great. Okay, I'm going. I'm, I'm muting you guys. If you have anything to say, okay. wave your hand a little bit. All right. Daf Samach Gimel, it's a very exciting daf, it's a beautiful daf, and believe it or not, no charts today. So the verse is like this. We're holding Daf Samach Gimel Omen Aleph on the top, 
lines from the top. Says the Gemara, Ravino, Sar Sakina Bebal. So we're talking about whether or not you could say a halacha in front of a Rebbe, what is the Einish if you do? Says the Gemara, Yoyli, I missed you. I'm here in New York and I don't even get to see you. There's no excuses. Moshe, after, I don't know why I didn't come from Canada. You should have crawled under the border. I know your father tried. No excuses. Says the Gemara. Now, there's a minog in those days. We don't have that minog anymore. The minog was when you have a, a knife and when we were learning Kulin, somebody brought in a knife and it's pretty difficult to do. It doesn't feel very pleasant. You put it like on your skin on your on your on your nail it's it's a little gross but you, you're looking for pekimas in the knife so the minute was to bring the knife to the rub to the hush of a person and that's a way of giving covet to the rub says the gemara ravina star sakina bavava now his rebbe was a ravashi ravashi learned lived in masa mechasi says rashi but he was in a different place in bavel in the general bavel Omri Ravashi says, Rebbe says, My time of it, Marhochi. What's going on here? What business do you have checking out knives when I'm around, I'm alive? It's, it's just interesting from all of Shas, they were makbid under covet, not in a gaiva way, but in, in a halachic way, and very makbid. You have to give the proper honor. And also, I saw something beautiful today. I forget what it was, something Migodim. Um, who explains that on something else, but you could you could tie it into here. He was talking about Dafnun Hey. But when you, when a Rebbe demands the proper covet, it's better for the Torah. Then the Talmud accepts better. Whatever the Pshat is, they had a thing. You have to be mapping on Allah. As we are going to see, he cared about his life. Yuchayiv Misa, if you do something like that, and it's not Api Allah, if you're Moira Allah, if you Rabbi, Chayv Misa, as the Gemara says. Only Ravashi, my time over the Marachi. What's going on? Omalei, Varabam Nuna, Oirei, Becharasa da Argiz. We just had on the top line of this Omad, the last line of yesterday. Rabbam Nuna, he passed in the Halacha in Charasa da Argiz. Rashi says it was the name of a person. Argiz was the name of a person who was a contractor. He built a city. He was also a Machashev, says Rashi. He did Kishot, Bishneder of Chizda. So Rav Nuno was the Talmud of Chizda. He passed in the front of Rav Chizda. Why? So me also. Rav Chizda lived over here. I passed in over there. So too, Rav Ashi, you live over here. Sorry, Rebbe, you live in Moslem I'm in some. I'm in Pumpadisa. I'm somewhere else. Omar Lehi, Rav Ashi says, Loi Oiri Itmar. Omar Lehi, Itmar Oiri. So Rav Ashi says, oh, the way you read it is, he didn't pass in. He says, no. I'm going to argue on that also, says Ravina. It says he did paskin. Some say that he didn't paskin. But what's Pshat? I'll explain the Rebbe Pshat. Bishnei the Rabhuna. When Rabhuna was alive, Rabbi Yudalayar. So he was a Rebbe Muvak. Rebbe Muvak, he learned most of his prayer from him. So he didn't paskin. So Rav Chizda was a Rebbe, but not a Rabbi Muvak. The Tam Chavar delay have it. Because he was a Talmud Chavar, Rav Nuna was a Talmud Chavar of Chizda. In other words, Rashi says, if you are equal to someone in learning, you're equal. Just like I taught you one thing, then you are a Talmud Chavar. You're a friend, but you're a Talmud. So he says, that's, so 
What about me and you? What's our relationship? Ravina and Ravashi. You know, Ravina and Ravashi wrote the Gemara. They're the authors of the Talmud Babli. So they weren't just, it wasn't a Talmud and a Rav. It was more of Chaverim, but Ravashi demanded proper Kavadir. Why? So the Gemara explained. He called him Mar, Master. I am your Talmud, but I'm your Chaver. Don't forget, yes, you taught me a thing or two, so I'm your Talmud, but we are equals in learning. We're just as great as, as each other. So therefore, I can pass him. Now, how far away was he? So Toysus over here goes into the whole thing, that he's three parses away, as we'll see later. Although it's Chayv Misa, whole thing. Okay. Omarav. Suvim Rabbanon. A person who's a Talmud Chacham, Chazil could take the knife and check the knife for himself if he's going to eat himself. Says the Gemara Ravina, Ikla Lemechoiza. Ravina went to Mechoiza. I see Ushpezichna Sakina. So the innkeeper gives him a knife. Bukamachile says, Hey, check this out. Is it good? Is it kosher knife? Omalei Zil Ante Rava. So he tells the innkeeper, Go bring this to Rava. I'm here in Mechoiza. We know Rava was from Mechoiza. There's a big Rav here called Rava. You're telling me to bring the knife to Rav. This is an innkeeper, a boysah, an innkeeper. It's, it's always bad when you start telling halachas to the innkeeper and he puts you, he, he washes the floor with you, sort of. Like, the innkeeper comes to him, he thought, oh, and he says, oh, you tell me to go to Rav, but Rav himself said, You're a Tamil Chacham, and you, the person you're sending it to by the name of Rava taught, said that you can check yourself. Now, it's possible that I am going to be shechting this animal, and it's for me, but guess what? I'm here in a hotel, and I pay for my meals. I'm going to need to pay you money for the meal. So, Mamela, it's not for me, it's for you. I don't have the right to check a knife, even though I'm, this, I'm shechting, perhaps, but it's your meat, then if you were a Talmud Chacham, you could check it. I cannot check it when there's a Rava in town. Simon, Zilo, Lahanyo, Machalif, Iko, Yaakov. We just learned Simonim, so we've got to be Makhid on them a little bit. Right? The Gemara tells us why the Simonim, you have to remember your Torah. Rabbi Elazar, Mehagroinov, Rav Achor Bar So we have Rabbi Elazar, and we have Rav Achor Bar Tachlifa. Iklu, Lebei Rav Achor Rav Iko. So they went to Rav Achor's house. So they are in Rav Acha Bar Yaakov's place. So you have Rav Lazar, Rav Acha Bar Tachlifa, Rav Acha Bar Yaakov, Iko, and in the place of Rav Acha Bar Yaakov. So we should remember Rav Acha Bar Yaakov is the the guy. He's the he's the it's his place. Why Rav Acha Bar Yaakov Iko? Not the, the the owner of the place, not the rov of the place, but one of the other Rav Achas over there. He wanted to make an igla tilta. Now, in Shas, we have many times igla tilta. I don't know, at least 15 times probably. The concept of Rashi says it means veal. What we call today veal, it's a young cow, a third of its life. So Rashi says, don't say the Pshat is, and we go through this every time we learn igla tilta. Don't say it's the third born that the mother had three, because it goes back and forth. Rashi, Toysus, this, that, depends on the sugya. 
Over here, Rashi is a little bit more specific. And he says, it's very interesting. The Rav Hanina Rav Shaya, they took the Sefer HaYetzirah. It's a book, it's a Sefer that exists. I know it existed uh, just, you know, I think it still exists now. You can look in the book and you can create. You can re- create a Goylam. They created every Erev Shabbos. Igla Tilta. So says Rashi, it's impossible that they created Vidal that was the third born. It was never born. They just created it here, right now, in their house. It never had a mother, this veal. So obviously, Iglatilta is the age of the cow. In other words, they created a young calf, and they had veal for Shabbos, every Shabbos. So it's a proof that it's not this pshat, it's this pshat, but it always goes back. Every time we mention the words, Iglatilta, it's the two pshatim. Does it mean it's a third of its life, or it's the third born? But even a third of the life doesn't mean a third of the life. It means it tastes like as if it's a third of its life. Because sometimes it's only five, seven days old. And it's, okay, fine. Next. He wanted to make Iglatot. So he brings him the knife. Now he didn't bring the knife to the guy. To Rav Acha Bar-Yakov. Don't you have to be concerned about the, the Zaydi? What about the Zayda? He's the Rav here. Pay attention here. Rebbe Lezben Ha'agroino says, No, I have a psak from Rabba. If you're a Talmud Chacham, don't give it to the Rav of the place. Check it yourself. Says the Gemara, unbelievable, via Anish Rebbe Lezben Ha'agroino. Rebbe Lezben Ha'agroino got punished. Doesn't say what the punishment is. He got punished. I hope it wasn't the Misa that you get. He caused somebody to be over. Now, but he said a very good time. He said that if Rava, if you're a Tzuvim Rabbanon, if you're a Tamil Chacham, Rava says it's fine. Says Gemara Vama Rava, Tzuvim Rabbanon, Chazilin Hashem. Shani Hosam, that Tchil Vuchvaydah. Over here is different. You already brought up Rav Achabar Yaakov. You said, go, go show. And then you're going to knock him down. You already mentioned his name. That's not covered. Once you mention the Gadol's name, the, the, the Rava of the city, and then to say, no, you don't get it? No. Shani Hosam, that Chil Bechoyto, you already mentioned him. You voice him, another Pshat is Shani Ravachar Bayakov the Mufla. He was way older than everybody else, way smarter than everybody else. So in such a situation, you show Ravachar Bayakov the knife. Rava, who says that if you're a Talmud Chacham, you have the right. It's when you're similar in age, similar in Chachma. And he got punished. I saw someone saying, I don't remember anymore who. He said that he got punished that they took him off his gdula. He didn't lose his life, but he went down. He used to be Choshev. He was brought, his name was brought here first. Revelazim ben Hagreina, Veravacham Bratachlifa, Veravacham Bratachlifa was first. Later on, he, they put him down a level. Omer Abba. What if there's something bad going on and your Rebbe's standing right here and there's a guy, let's say, talking Lashon Hara? I was just at a Suda. Everything I said, no, Lashon Hara. I got up, I was going to walk away. What are you, Lashon Hara? The whole Gishmaki Yantif. Hey, Lashon Hara. Fine. So, a guy's talking Lashon Hara right in front of you, Rebbe. Are you allowed to say, no, Lashon Hara? Are you allowed to shut him up? Are you allowed to jump over the table and grab his mouth? What's the halacha? Well, I feel the fun of Shapir Dami. So, you, you're allowed to take, make somebody or stop somebody from doing this or even in front of you, Rebbe. Says Gemara's story, Rabbi Nabi Yosef Kamid Ravashi. Here, once again, we have Rabbi and Ravashi. 
Ravinor said before that he's a Talmud Chover. He saw a guy tying a donkey to a palm tree. Now, obviously, we must say that he wasn't doing a Kesher Shalchayam or some knot that's also to do on Shabbos. But there's a general Isser of using a tree on Shabbos, right? We have the Isser Shvos, it's Isser the Rabbana to use a tree on Shabbos. Rabbi Bekala, Rabbina starts screaming, Hey, Shabbos, Shabbos! The, the guy tying the knot, the tying the donkey, couldn't care less. You know what? You're not listening to me. I'm Ravina. You're in Cherim. And then he turns around and he asks Ravashi. Ravina asks Ravashi. Is that okay what I just did? There's no such thing as a Talmud Chacham. There's no such thing as. As 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 learned and then chachma vein eitzah lenegad Hashem. There's no the, when it comes to Baruch nobody's great. We're all in the same boat. There's no Reb Chaim Kenevsky when 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 somebody's doing an avera, you, you jump and you say stop doing. It's a chil Hashem. We had a similar thing in Mesechus Brachas. If you were with us in Brachas, if a Rebbe is wearing shatnas, you Rebbe Ahim, Rebbe Aher, you grab his talus off of him, you take away the shatnas. Because whenever there's a chil Hashem occurring, in other words, when somebody's doing an avera, not listening to chachamim is an avera. Then there's no such thing as oh, I have to be concerned that Ravashi is sitting here and I should ask him roshos. You jump over the table and you scream Shabbos. You stop the guy from doing an avera. Amarav. If he's a regular Talmud, not a Talmud Chaver, Osur V'chayiv Misa. If you're a Talmud, and it happens, it happens to me, by the way, and I told this to my Chabrusa, I call my Rebbe. If we're sitting in the Koyal and a guy comes to ask a question, even if I know the answer, I'm, I, I, I don't feel comfortable. He's my Rebbe. Yeah, he's probably 10 years younger than me, but he's my Rebbe. So, still... But that's in learning, Tosis actually says that in learning you're allowed to answer. It's when it comes to the halacha, someone asks you, Pshah, oh, what's the halacha? You, you, you do this, you take out the same attire, you know the answer, but you got to be quiet. Your Rebbe's standing there, it's usher to answer. And if you answer, and he's your Rebbe, chayev misa. It's unbelievable. What is it? What, what, what's the thing here? It's kavadat Torah, kavadat Rab. Whatever the reason is, shaloi befanov, usher. What if your Rebbe's not even there? But he lives nearby. Osir ben Chayiv Misa, still Osir. Your Rebbe's in town, do you imagine? He lives five blocks away from you. Osir. You hear this special? You're in Baltimore. And Rebbe Sacher friend. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, go ask Rebbe Sacher. Uh, it's unbelievable. Says the Gemara, oh, ain't Chayiv Misa. They're not going to go as far as killing him, or this is uh, obviously Misa with Shamayim. But you shouldn't do it. What, if you pass in halacha and your Rebbe is there in the neighborhood somewhere, but Now, they did a few things maybe, but the, the straw that broke the camel's back, the, the one thing that they couldn't take back and they couldn't go back on and do tshuva maybe, was this thing that they said a halacha uh, in front of Moshe Rabbein. 
My daughters, what happened? They put fire on the Mizbeach. Even though the fire comes down from Shomayim. So Tysus points out right away, this must have been a Mizbeach Achitza. Now we have a big problem because in other places it says, not the Ravi wanted to call this Okay, a little bit of a problem. Over here it says it's the Mizbeach, the fire comes down from heaven. Which Mizbeach does the fire come down from heaven? The outer one, not the inner one. Okay, but they made it, made their judgment. Yes, the Baruch provides the fire, but we humans, we should do the fire. What business do they have to say something? Moshe Rabbeinu is around. Mitzvah lahavi minahediyot. We we decided it's a mitzvah that the regular people should bring it. And Rebbe Lezer had a talmud that. Passing Allah in front of him, oh my Rebbe Lezer, He tells his wife, I don't know why, the Gemara brings her name. You see this guy that just said Allah in front of me? I wonder, I wonder if he'll live to the end of the year. And his Talmud died. What are you, uh, some Navi? You see, even in those days, the, the women, they gave. A lot of covet to their husbands. Whoa, whoa, what are you? Who are you? What do you think? What do you mean, who am I? I'm, I'm Rabbi Eliezer. No, no, no. no. <laughs> what do you think you are? A, a Navi? She calls you like, a Navi? I can just imagine. Oh, my Lord. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Mr. Hatchat, the wife knows how to put you right in your spot where you belong. What? You're a Navi, Rabbi Eliezer. Big Navi. Ruch HaKodesh. Ruch HaKodesh. What are you, a Rebbe? You're just Rebbe Eliezer, who lived 2,000 years ago. What do, you, what do you think this is? Oh my Lord, no, 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 I'm not a Novi, I don't have Ruch HaKodesh, Elo, Kach Mekublani, Kol HaMori, Alochem, Bebnei Rabboi, Chayev Misa. It's simple. I didn't make this up. I, I, it's not like a Ruach came and told me this guy's going to die. I learned in Yeshiva. Yeshiva says, if you do, if you say Allah in front of you, Rebbe, you're going to die. You're going to die. Uh, there, there's no Chachmas here. Mistami is going to die within the year. Says the Gemara, let me tell you who this guy was. Talmud. I know his name. His name was Yehuda ben Guria. He was like three parses away in our days, like seven, eight miles away. And he died from being seven, eight miles away and saying, Halacha. Not Mamish in front of Rebbe Lezer, eight miles away from Rebbe Lezer. Says the Gemara, whoa, 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 three, three parsois. It says, if you read the words, it says, Bifanav Hava. That's how the story starts. It was in front of him. Bifanav Hava, Barachim Menashalish Parsois Kamar. So which one was it? Was it in front of him? Or three miles, three parsois away? Says the Gemara, no, it was three parts of the soil. Let me explain to you. Why does Rabbi Yechon go to great lands to tell me his name is Guria? Ben, uh, Yehuda Ben Guria. Who cares? Yehuda's enough. Or, I know the Talmud, but why do I have to say his name? Don't say that this story is a guzma, it's an exaggeration, it was a a marshal, it never happened, it's just to teach us, look, somebody could die. No, I'm telling you, there's a guy, his name was Yehuda Ben-Gurion. Not only that, he lived in Farakaway. I know exactly where he lived. This is where he lived. 
Sholish Parsis. But the story happened Bifonov. So the Sholish Parsis is off. You know, Sholish Parsois is, is the location of where he lived. He has a name, he has a father, and he has a house. He's a real dude that died because he was Mayr Halach Bifnei Rabbi. How did it happen? It happened Bifonov. He was right there in front of the river. That's why he died. If a person is over and he passes Allah in front of his Rebbe, Rabbi Lakish and Nachash. We get the Nachash, the Marsha, different things. Why that for Nachash? Midikin Agid Mida. Okay. Shenemar Vayan Elihu Ben Rachel Habuzi Vayoyma. Soy Ani Liyomim. So, he says, Al Kings of Chalti. This is why I'm afraid. Uchsid. So Zorchle Ofer is referring to a snake. And so you see from here that you're, you, you, get, you get killed by a snake. Why was he scared of the snake? Person who, who passes in front of his Rebbe is a sinner of Shenemar. Says, I hid the, the, the Torah, the Halacha, I didn't say it. Safanti, I hid it. I didn't, I didn't want to say your Torah. And then afterwards it says, the says, I said it in, in front of everybody. So does he pass in Halachas? Or the, in front of many people? Or does he hide it? Which one is it? When his Rebbe, Iri, was alive, he hid it. That's the concept of If you give all your madness to Uno, you shock an animal, if you give Israel to the Koyan, different things, true smices, whatever it is, you have your one favorite Koyan, he lives next door, you just give him and give him and give him. Is that a good thing? Maybe Rav Loilo, you bring famine to the world. Shenema, Ira Hayo Iri Hayo Koyin LeDavid. Ira, his Rebbe was a Koyin to David. Asked the Gemara, LeDavid who did have a Koyin? What? He was only a Koyin for one person. He physically was a Koyin. Nothing to do with David Amela. So why is it called a Koyin to David? Because David, he was the only Koyin that David recognized. That's all. He only gave it to one person. Immediately afterwards it says, be made, David. And there was a famine in the days of David. You don't give to one coin. So the Shulchan Aruch actually passes that the same applies to Tzedakah. You should not give to one Moisad, one Rebbe, one... You spread it out. Now exactly, some Rishonim say that it's better to give a thousand dollars to a thousand people. You give one dollar a person. Some say, no, it has to be a mechubedik amount. But everybody, the Shukhanar and Paskins, it shouldn't be in one location. You give a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit there. Not maybe in a raidika amount, but it's better to give to more places than to one place and a lot of money. If a person Paskins in front of his Rebbe, they take him down a notch, and that's where maybe that's where that safer got it from. That Rebbe Lezer, or who was it over there? It was Rebbe Lezer, Rebbe Lezer, Rebbe Lezer, Rebbe Lezer, my brainer. 
So they took him down a notch. So he was learning the halachas of Agolas Kalim. You know, if a, a Klee's trach had a, had a kasherit, etc. And he said in a furish, he said, this is Yeshua's, this is, uh, yeah, Yeshua's son. He says, I'm sorry, Aaron uh, Akoyin's son. He says, so he's being straightforward. He's saying, look, I didn't get this information from Akash Baruch My father's brother, Moshe Rabbeinu, got it. Nevertheless, he got punished. He shouldn't have said anything in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. That Yeshua is going to have to ask, from the Urim Tum, he's going to have to ask, at the end of the time, everything when everything was said and done, Yeshua never asked Elazar. So he got punished. He was Yeshua was supposed to get advice, so to speak, from Elazar. And it never happened. It wasn't in the Torah. Imagine you could have had Sukh in the Torah. Yeshua asked Elazar and wasn't told what to do. He erased from the Torah. Why? That's his punishment. Because he opened his mouth, because he said Allah in front of Majrabin. If somebody says a word in front of his Rebbe, look at this, we're going on and on. The importance of not talking in front of your Rebbe. If somebody says one word in front of his Rebbe, he goes down to Gehenim without children. The famous passage, Adoni, Moshe Kloim, by Elder Demedad. Rebbe, put them, put them in jail, get rid of them. Don't say anything. It's not, it's not your business to talk in front of your Rebbe, Moshe Rabbeinu. And he got punished severely. Uchsid, nun benoi, who is Yeshua's kid? Nun, Yeshua, benoi, he had nun, and he had Yeshua. At the end of the day, he didn't have any boys, he only had girls. And that was Yeshua, benun's terrible punishment. We just turned to that son of Gilman Beis, sponsored Nuschus, Mark Steinberg's son. For Shidduch, Yitzchok Pesach Yehuda Ben Meir Yosef. And by Mr. Anonymous, Hatzloch in Yiddishkeit, and a schos for his family to be Tari Diki Yidin. I just I had a schos of having a meal with a famous Shatchonis here in Farakway. So I asked her about this uh, initiative. I told her we want to start an initiative. So she gave me a few pieces of advice. You have to, one of the things that she was saying is that. Shidduchim today is very private. She says, it shouldn't be that way. If somebody goes out with somebody and it doesn't work out, you should spread the word. You say, this person should be great for this and this and that. Each one should start reading the others and so many Shidduchim were made like that. But unfortunately, she says that it's people, it's private that I went out. I don't want anybody to know. It's a secret. Why is it a secret? Let people know you went out and with who you went out. And it's possible that it works. It's not great for you, but it's perfect for somebody else. That was one idea, but the battle line is we need an in-house shatchan. This is what she was telling me, that we could give the resumes to one person, like Noam Fix, or a woman, or somebody, and let them interview, let them put the people together. She says it's a great idea, we should go with it. Alright. Says Gemara, I see Mark Steinberg, you like it. Okay, great. Maybe you'll help us out. You'll start the initiative. It'll be a schus for your son. 
So I'm telling you, it's, these are gishmakes sugyos. These are not very much erovin, as we're used to. It's more of a negadita. That Yeshua got punished. Why didn't he have any children? It was a midah keneged midah because he caused the klai Yisrael shouldn't have pre-revivia one night. Therefore, the midah keneged midah is that he shouldn't have any pre-revu. He shouldn't have sons to continue his legacy. Shenemar, what's the story? In the battle of Yericho, he saw someone, who are you? Can he start He thought maybe he's one of the enemies. He says, No, I'm I'm a messenger of Hashem. I just came now. And he tells him, There's a few affairs going on here. First of all, you didn't do Tomashabin Arbaim. Now we're not learning Torah. No, I know I was over to Averis. Which one did you come to warn me? Oh my Lord, at the bossy. I came right now for this right now. In other words, the Torah. That you are on top of it environment. Right now you're not learning Torah. He went into the valley. He went into the depths of the Allah. Because when the art is not in its proper place, there's no relations then. So when Yeshua caused the art to be in battle that night, so there's no relations, so he caused Kaisrol to be in battle That's his affair. Now we're boy side. Look at Rashi here. Beautiful, beautiful Rashi. Rashi, the second, two lines down. I'm just reading it quickly because I want to get to the part. Now it starts getting the, 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 the lines are narrow. So here goes. This is what the Malach told Yeshua. Emesh bitaltem yesterday you mevatel tom shabin arbay. Okay, you remember that. Bere bitaltem atomet, and in the evening you didn't do tomet. Now I, I want to preface this this Rashi. I had the privilege of having in my house on Shabbosim more than Shabbosim. I had a chayal living in my house for months at a time, and they used to describe to me and to my family what it means to do the basic training of the chayalim in the army. Basically, they wake you up at 3 in the morning and they make you do push-ups. They torture you. You're sitting out there, you're sleeping in the cold on rocks and stones. And one week, they have, they call it, a, I think it's a week or maybe 10 days of tuna. All they give you is tuna fish. And there are many people that are allergic to tuna and hate tuna. It doesn't smell good for them. And that's all you get, no matter who you are, what you are. You eat tuna for over a week straight. And then they wake you up again and they make you run 25 miles without water, with water. It's a disaster. It's incredibly, incredibly difficult. So imagine to yourself, th- this is training. Imagine to yourself you're in a war. In a literal war. Let's say in Lebanon, Rahman years ago. Running for your life, hiding under a rock. You don't even have tuna. So just picture that, the difficulty of war. And now let's read Rashi for a second. It says Rashi. And now, 
Now that it's dark, what about Torah? You're not learning Torah. They were, they were busy in war. War. Not, not, not training. War, war. People are dying. They're running. They're not eating. They're not drinking. They're not sitting in a... It's war. It's havoc. So at night, you think they have to sit down and, uh, sit down and go to sleep. What do you mean? What is the Chayah going to do? He plots us to go to sleep. No. You should have all sat down and opened up a Gemara and learned. I think it's an incredible Rashi. They had no time during the day, only at night. And that's what the Malach came and they had tightness on them. Why aren't you learning Torah? You see from this Rashi, the Torah is not... Uh, you learn Torah. After, it's chiyuv. Uh, no, it's your life. If you're a chayal, you're, you're a soldier in the army, you have to learn Torah. There's no way out of it. Yeah, you're tired and you want to go to sleep. You have to learn Torah. Sometimes. So it's a tremendous Musa Haskell for us. We're in a different Muhammad. We're fighting for Panatza and for all different things. But we have to make time for learning. There's no excuses. If a guy who's in war all day long has no excuse, then we certainly don't have an excuse. Alright, Zokti Gemara Vaitem. The close match are in Shkina Shumim, Shlomo Kona, Shumit Hashemit, Arav Shumomarino, in Yom Shmedirah. Godol Tavatoira, Yosem Makrovas Tmidim. Learning Torah, says the Gemara, is greater than bringing the carbon pomade every single day. Domarle, Atta Vasi. I came for the Torah. Why were you Mavatal Torah? He didn't care that he's Mavatal the carbon pomade, like we said, or that he. The, 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 what else was in Mivatal over there? The, um, the Tamid? And it was the Tamid, right? Tamid and the Tamid. Fine. Toshavar Rabbi and Toshavar. Omarab Roina, Omarab. Kol Hayoshem Bikilosh Ishvish Teshwimba. If you sleep in a bedroom, that there's a couple in there, now obviously they're going to be Tznias. So now you are causing them Tsar. Olakasavoymer, Neshe Ami. You're preventing them from having Taino. Now, this also goes in a woman who's a Nida, so there can't be any Tashmish anyway, so you're not preventing anything, so what do you do? No, you're still over. Why? Masha says, because now you're preventing them from schmoozing. Rav says, what do you mean? It's a great thing. You're helping them out if she's a nida, preventing it is. Veloyi, that's not true. Now the idna manatre, what? Who was watching them all the other nights when she's a nida? You don't need to mix out of their business, get out of there. Don't sleep in their room. Ahom avoid the bo lachmon barista. There's a guy, now Tysis points out, funny, he just says his name was Haman. Just thought it was interesting. So our boys are just going in for two minutes into Erevin again. Don't forget that we're learning Sats Erevin. So, Lekovet Shabbos Kodesh, two minutes of Erevin. So, there's a guy living in the Mavoy. I can't make an Erevin if there's a guy. So, do me a favor, rent out your place. Asu, Amr Leila, Baya, Amr So he doesn't want to rent it out. He says, absolutely not. What? You think I'm I'm stupid? I'm going to rent you the place, and you're going to make an Erev? No Erev in my place. 
Everybody give over, be mafkir, your shus to one guy. You say, Ellie Dykeman, you're the guy. I give you my house, you give him his house. Everybody gives the house. He becomes the sole owner of all the Rishuyos in that Mabuk. Now, as we learned yesterday, if a guy lives with one Jew, you don't need an Arab. Oh, it's only one Jew. I have 25 families, there are 300 kids. It's only one family. One guy with a guy. Wait a minute. This whole logic doesn't work. We say yes, what's the difference between one Jew and two Jews? Because usually one Jew does not live with a guy. He's scared for his life. Two Jews will overtake the guy. So, they made a takana when there's more than one Jew. They didn't make a takana when there's only one Jew. But now you have a hundred Jews. So they shouldn't have made the takana. So who cares if it's considered halakhically war shows? But the problem is that that's where they made a takana when there's many Jews. You can't say, oh, we're only counted as one and there's no takana. It's shriach. You know what's not shriach? Exactly this idea that I just told you. So that everybody should go ahead and be mavatul shus and give it to one individual. That's not common. And if it's not common, on something that's not common, they didn't make exerah. That's the whole point. Something, if a Jew lives by himself, it's not common, I don't make exerah. So when Jews do a funny thing, like giving their, all their shus, they combine all their shus together, put it into one, to one basket, that's also not common. And my male, there's no exerah on that, on that case either. So he said this over from the rub. Oh my lay. That's it. Can't go back there. We're going to stop right here, the middle of the line. That's the halacha. You do not go to the next daf. Anyways, your boy say, everybody should have a wonderful, wonderful yantif. Don't forget to learn Torah every day. I don't care if this Samad Gimel is two days ahead. I know it's a little bit of a cheat. But still, you should do a shtickle. Yehuda shot! You doing okay? How's the coronavirus? Hold on, let me put the thing on. So, Mate, I, 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 you know what? I forgot to apologize. I apologize to Eilam for being late. I was in the middle of a Sudan. Da, da, da. I wasn't sure that 2 o'clock was okay. And it didn't work out. So I apologize for that. Michael, Michael. Mate Yontif should be the regular time that in New York. 12.15 Eastern Standard Time. In New York. Who's talking? Mark Ashkenazi? Listen, Mark, you know what you should do? Instead of waiting for them to get sick and then sponsoring, just sponsor from today on. Every day, you sponsor everybody to help you. Yeah. How's your father doing, though? How's the father? All right, Raboisa, I think I should turn this off. It's getting a little hectic over here. Yeah. Uh,